the Butcher Babies, and you're listening to Iron, Iron City Rocks. Yeah. Hey, it's Heidi from Butcher Babies, and you are listening to Iron City Rocks. All right, Pittsburgh! You are the best! You got the Hello and welcome to episode 248 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host Sean, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Starting off this episode, we bring you an interview with Heidi Shepard from the Butcher Babies. The Butcher Babies are about to embark on their first U.S. headlining tour, as well as release an EP of cover tunes entitled Uncovered. Before we get to that interview, though, here's a track from their 2013 release, Goliath. This track's Magnolia Boulevard. Ladies and gentlemen, on the line with me, I have Heidi from the Butcher Babies. How are you doing today, Heidi? Oh, I'm good. I'm stuck in L.A. traffic right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I know how that can be. I've been out yeah, to L.A. I've been out there a few <laughs> times, so I definitely uh, don't envy you there. Um, it's semi-relaxing, though. Kind of, <laughs> I've learned to love it. You, know, you turn on some good tunes and just jam out in your car. <laughs> right, right. More sitting <laughs> than <anyway>. driving. Okay. <laughs> Um, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Um, you guys got a lot of stuff coming up, uh, excited to talk about. So let's uh, first start off. Uh, you guys got an EP coming out called uh, Uncovered. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the EP? Yeah, definitely. You know, I'm really excited for this EP. It's something that we've uh, kind of thought about doing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we figured in between record would be the perfect time. You know, we're we're well underway of our of the writing of our second full-length album, but, um, you know, it's going to be a little bit before it comes out. So one thing that we really wanted to do is uh, do some, put something out for people to kind of munch on in between records, you know. Right. Uh, we wanted people to have 
a little bit of a taste of what the new record will sound like. We did uh, the EP with uh, with Logan Maynard, and we will also be working with him on our new album, or have been working with him, I guess you could say. And, um, you know, we're really excited about this. These songs are songs that really shaped us as musicians and really kind of influenced us as kids. You know, they're from um, our generation or generation before or even the generation before that. Right. Um, and, you know, these, these songs have been with us our entire life. So one song in particular, the one that I really, really was aiming toward was Crazy Horses from the Osmonds. Uh, being a kid from Provo, Utah, uh, <laughs> the Osmonds were our hometown heroes. Right, right. <laughs> But um, I, I, I was probably like six or seven, and I would stroll through my mom's um, her records and her eight tracks, trying to find something cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the only thing I found cool was this one song by the Osmonds. The rest of the songs by the Osmonds were really poppy and cheesy, right. but this one song in particular stood out to me. That opening riff was incredibly heavy, and uh, you know. From that day on, you know, going into my teenage years, and, and after that, I would play that song as loud as I possibly can, could in my house. My right. mom would leave me home to babysit my siblings, and I would just turn that song up as loud <laughs> as possible and make it rumble through the house. And I would get in trouble from the neighbors all the time. But, <laughs> you know, it up with me my entire life. And so I've always wanted to cover Crazy Horses. And so right. when this kind of came out, this idea really started to come into fruition we i pushed and pushed for that song and i'm so glad that i did because it came out so heavy yeah you know there is uh, i guess you, you guys have clips on your instagram uh page and uh that was one of the clips uh from that song and i, I wanted to comment on how you know heavy that sounded you know something you know and that is you know for the osmonds that is kind of a like you said a heavier song i remember watching them on tv like the donnie and marie show and all that back when i was the kid yeah. but um yeah you guys have a real eclectic mix of songs on this you know ranging from the osmonds to you know sod and whatnot um did everyone have like did everyone just like kind of pick a song or was there a lot of back and forth or anything like that um there was just a little bit of back and forth about it you know we we had about 12 songs going into the studio that really stood out to us that we were thinking of another one um there's Agent Orange even that we were looking into, mm-hmm. but this uh, the the songs that we came up with it was a kind of a group effort. Um, the SOD song, I actually wanted to do a different SOD song. I love SOD, but yeah. I wanted to do a song from their album that came out in '99 called "Bigger Than the Devil." Mm-hmm. But but when it came into you know working with the producer and getting everyone involved in deciding these songs, we played a couple of SOD songs. Uh, Monkey's Rule, um, uh, Pussy Whip, Big uh, and the Devil, um, Crackhead Song, right. <laughs> a couple different songs in there. And um, Pussy Whip just kind of stood out to everyone because, you know, it, the, the rappy punk in the middle of it mm-hmm. we thought would be really neat and kind of um, a, a trial for us to dive into. And, um, you know, having two girls screaming Pussy Whip is kind of <laughs> interesting anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> That was one thing that we really uh, we, we we kind of looked at as a challenge and, and um, kind of destroyed it. I guess right. you could say. <laughs> um, you know, one that was uh, we almost didn't do one that we threw out initially was uh, beer drinkers and hellraisers. Right. 
as we were just getting into it within the couple of weeks we were working on this, we just thought, you know, there's no way we can make this sound like Butcher Babies. There's no way. We stuck through it, and it became one of our favorites, and that's why it's number one on the EP. So um, this EP means a lot to us, and, and we're really excited. In fact, I'm almost more excited about this than I was about Goliath. Because wow. it's just, well, you know, this is kind of taking something that isn't ours right. and putting it out. You know, it's a big challenge, and, and it can be it can be looked at, you know, in a negative light or in a positive light. And I kind of at this point in my life don't care, but um, <laughs> but that was it was it was a big challenge for us, and so I'm really excited for the world to hear it. Right. You know, it's Goliath. It, it was something I've been writing my entire life. So I was extremely proud of it, and I was like, this is what you get. But with this, I'm kind of going in and do it a little timidly. <laughs> so, I'm excited for everyone to hear it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really loved Goliath when it came out. and It's a great Thank album. You. It's a solid album. And, and would you like look at this way as kind of a, you know, a celebration of your past or where you guys came from? Is that like a good way yeah. of putting this, of, of explaining the EP? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a declaration of our past. <laughs> like we, all these songs came from when we were kids. So, right. um, you know, I, I think any artist would love doing that. Metallica did it. Right. Guns N' Roses did it. And it's kind of fun taking these songs that you looked up to, ripping them apart and putting them back together. Exactly. So. And, and making them, you know, your own and giving them your own little yes. uh, twist on yeah, it. Yeah, putting your own twist on it. <laughs> um, you guys work with Logan Matter from, uh, you know, formerly a Machine Head. He's done a lot of producing, you know, produced Cavalier, Conspiracy, Wasp, Soulfly, uh, Fear Factory. Yeah. How'd you guys uh, hook up with Logan? He's really good for some man. He's a nice guy, and uh, it seems like everyone here knows him and recommends him. Right. And um, our management was just like, you guys should definitely work with Logan. He will have some really great ideas. And so we were very open to it. You know, we, we want to give everything that we can a try. And, right. um, you know, we're, we're, we're just that kind of band. And so we sat down with him, and it was just like a match made in heaven. Cool. <laughs> his, his production skills are through the roof. He's so incredibly talented. And, you know, we'll be doing our, our second album with him as well, as I said. And um, he's just, he's a really standout guy. So, um, you know, we always say picking a producer is like picking a sixth member of the band. Exactly. And Logan fits in perfectly. Cool. Um, now, one thing I wanted to ask you, um, you know, you and Carla both do the vocals and you guys got, you know, your distinct voices and whatnot. How do you guys go about dividing up uh, the vocal parts, especially like when, when you're working on cover songs? It might be a little bit different trying to divide that up than when you're working on your original stuff. Well, you know, Carla and I have very distinct voices, very different from each other. Right. Um, so she... You know, there's parts in the in the song where I'm like, wow, Carla's voice will sound perfect here. Like in, in Crazy Horses, it was, there was no doubt in my mind that her voice would be incredibly perfect for the uh, the first, oh, sorry, the first, uh, the, the verses. Right. And then when it came to doing the, um, in, in the pre-courses, I was like, yeah, my voice will sound perfect here. So it worked really well with that. Um, 
but you know it's it's so easy it's so funny because we always get asked that question but it's actually really easy for us to split things up okay sometimes you know we respect each other too if there's a part that she wants to do or a part that i want to do you know we really respect each other if there's something that's really dear to one of our hearts um you know we'll definitely uh you know, allow that person to do that part in that song. So, I mean, it's just a give and take and we're best friends. So it's right. really easy. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you guys seem to be on the road constantly, it seems. I know just in Pittsburgh, you guys have been here at least four times in, in the last year since you guys were here on Mayhem. Um, where do you guys even find the time to, to uh, record? Well, that's what we took the summer off for. Okay. Uh, Right to write um, this album and record. Um, it's hard to find time. Don't get me wrong. Right. Uh, but we do it a lot on the road too. We sit in the in the bus together and we'll write, and it's it's a really nice bonding experience for us to go through. Um, so you guys have a, a headlining tour coming up uh, starting uh, later this month, and. Um, can you talk a little bit about what fans can expect on the headlining tour? Um, well, there's we've definitely been putting together a very different set than we have ever done. Right. Um, you know, the past year we've been touring on Goliath, so you know, coming up with something different to show our our fan base that have been seeing us, you know, a couple of times here and there, we wanted to do something different. So we definitely put together a brand new show playing um, some of the songs that were, we like our very first single that was ever released. A lot of old school, but fans will know that. Cool. And then playing, and then, you know, some of the new stuff, even off of our brand, you know, the second full length album, no one will know. And we'll just give a little bit of a taste to, you know, the fans who are going to come out for the first headlining tour. So, um, you know, kind of just a, a, a pre-show to the show. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some really things lined up for it. You guys have been uh, very lucky to uh, share the stage with a lot of big bands over, over the last year. Um, can you talk a little bit about those experiences? I mean, you guys toured with, you know, Black Label Society and, and Danzig and, uh, you know, a lot of people who I would assume might even be some of your influences, Phil and Selma, for instance. Um, can you oh, talk yeah. a bit about the experience with touring with all those bands and, and, and what you guys learned from them? You know, one thing, like when we toured with Marilyn Manson, you know, one thing we kind of realized at the beginning is, wow, this is one of the last true rock stars. Right. And we are out watching him every single night. And he was a huge influence to us. And, you know, fast forward a couple of years later, we're out with Phil Ensemble. Like, I don't know if there's anything more legendary <laughs> than that. You know, uh, we, it, I was nervous. I even told the band, like, I do not want to meet him because I feel like, I feel like I, what would I say? How can I say anything <laughs> to him, you know? Right. But when we met him, he, by the end of the tour, it was Uncle Phil. Right. You know, he's the nicest, sweetest teddy bear guy. I, I honestly didn't expect that, and I'm, I'm very, I guess you can say, blessed that I got to experience that, that because he kind of taught us a lot in, a, in how, you know, a legend should act. A legend should be humble, right. and you know, I don't know what his, uh, 
his old reputation <laughs> may have been, but I'll tell you what, it was a really incredible experience to tour with him. Um, and he, he, at the last of the tour, he pulled us aside and he's like, I bestow the gift of success to you guys. Wow. Use it wisely. And then as uh, he was walking away, like I was crying, <laughs> I like teared up during this. And as he was walking away, he turned around. It was like a movie. He turned around and he was like, actually, it's a curse. <laughs> 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 and then I will never forget that. It was one of the coolest experiences in my life. Wow. So, I mean, we definitely don't take for granted the fact that we've been able to been, uh, be influenced, but also tour with uh, these amazing artists. Right. Yeah. And uh, is there any, you know, people you look forward to to uh, touring with in the future? Any, like, you know, uh, bucket list items? My fingers crossed. I really want to, I really want to tour with Slipknot. Right. Uh, we're doing uh, Not Fest with them and then we're doing Soundwave with them. But by God, <laughs> if I could just get one tour with them, that'd yeah. be a dream come true. That so. would, yeah, that would be a great show. Um, you know, like I said, I've had a chance of seeing you live a lot of times and you guys put on an amazing show. And I can't wait to see Thank you guys you. when uh, you come back to Pittsburgh headlining. Um, you know, before I let yeah, you go, come on after the show. Oh, I'll definitely be there. Um, is there uh, anything you can tease about the new album? Um, yes, it will be out next summer. Okay. Uh, the, it's the beginning of June as well. <laughs> I'll say it there. We have a release date already. So cool. beginning of June. And then we are also, um, this album is going to be very heavy and thrashier oh, than before. You know, there's that. a lot of, a lot of people in the music industry. And I I promise you almost every single artist will say this. There's a lot of people in the music industry who tell you what you should sound like and right. tell you what you should look like and tell you what you should do. And we've never listened to them. And we're very lucky enough to be on a label that allows us to have our artistic freedom. Right. So we are definitely going out there and we're going to sound like what we want to sound like and what our fans want to hear. So. Cool. Can't wait. <laughs> well, I can't wait to uh, for the new EP to come out and uh, and the new album. I'm really uh, looking forward to hearing Crazy Horses. Like you know, just talking to you about it, then listening to the little teaser on the Instagram. I'm uh, really anxious <laughs> yeah. to see what you guys can do with that. Um, but uh, you know, thanks for taking time to talk to us. Uh, good luck with the EP when it comes out. Good luck with the tour, and uh, we'll definitely be seeing a lot more of you guys. Perfect. Thank you so much. Right, I'd like to thank Heidi for taking the time to talk to us. Again, the EP is called Uncovered, and that gets released on September 30th. Their headlining tour starts September 27th in Scottsdale, Arizona. They'll be hitting here in Pittsburgh at the Alder Bar October 3rd. Check their local listings to find out when they're playing near you. Up next on the program, we interview Cleveland native and Sepultura vocalist Derek Green. Derek talks to us about Sepultura's newest live release entitled Sepultura Unless Tambors Do Bronx Metal Veins Alive at Rock and Rio. Before we get to that interview, though, here's a track from that album. This is uh, Roots, Bloody Roots.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, with me on the line, I have Derek from the band Sepultura. How are you doing today, Derek? I'm um, really good, thank you. I uh, want to thank you for taking time to talk to us. Uh, want to talk about the uh, new live album you have coming out uh, early next month, um, Metal Veins, live at Rock and Rio. Can you talk a little bit about this album? Yeah, uh, we recorded this with a group called Terrible the Bronx. They're from France. Uh, they're a percussion group that we met in France uh, many years ago. Uh, we saw them playing, and we ended up staying in touch with them and actually recording a song together on a previous album that we put out. Um, so we had the opportunity through Rock and Rio to do a special presentation um, with us together, um, doing several sort of songs, classic songs, and also doing uh, our various songs in the Civil Tour career and also uh, songs from uh, Campboard the Bronx. Right. So uh, it was a, definitely a, a new collaboration, something we've never done before, but it all ended up working out so well. Yeah, yeah, I had a chance to listen to some of the tracks. You guys just released a video for uh, Territory. It looks and it sounds really cool. Um, when you're putting together a show like this, especially with a big, you know, percussion ensemble, um, what kind of preparations did you have to do to uh, get it to flow smoothly? Well, with those guys, um, they would have to practice the song um, before uh, arriving, and we were back doing the same, practicing the song. And then um, we had only a few days, really, to rehearse um, everything together. Right. Um, but we were, I think it was pretty easy because we were already prepared to, to jam together and we all knew the parts that we needed to play. So I was feeling the rehearsal would be intense at first, but uh, everything just worked out very smoothly. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a, a DVD and a, a Blu-ray coming out as well as a CD, so fans will be able to see the performance as well as hear it. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely moving. Um, we haven't put out a DVD in a long time, so pretty exciting to have this out. You know, it's definitely something different from the last um, DVD that we had, which was uh, a show live. Um, like I said, I got a chance to listen to the album, and it, it's really great. Um, you guys uh, also, I guess, uh, your last album, Mediator Between Head and Hands, must be the heart, uh, has been out for almost a year now. Um, how did you uh, come up with the concept for this album and, you know, the, the title and whatnot? Because it's a, it's a really interesting title. Yeah, we it, it came from the, the movie Metropolis. Mm -hmm. um, it's the first phrase that you see in it when the, when the movie began. It kind of... Happening, I, I think, when we look around, our, everything that's happening today, so many people kind of involved in doing things that they're not really that passionate about sometimes. Um, and being locked into, I don't know, the digital world as far as like connecting with the phone or computers and things like that, where they kind of lose touch of the very passion side as far as, you know, what do you love to do? What is it? What are you passionate about?
really wanted to, to not hold back any emotion, whether it be negative or, or positive in the writing and the lyrics and the whole idea of this album just really put it all out. Again, it's a it's a great album. It's been out uh, from this year. Now you guys uh, you guys got a tour coming up in South Africa, right? Is there any plans after that to tour some more? Yeah, we we plan on coming to Australia and New Zealand, and then we'll be doing some more shows in Brazil and South America. Next year in spring, we'll plan on coming to North America and uh, doing some shows there. Um. Now you're from Cleveland. We're based out of Pittsburgh, so you know, practically local. Can you um talk a little bit about how you know what it was like for you to go from Cleveland to fronting a band like Sepultura? Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty interesting process. I mean, I grew up going to a lot of different uh, hardcore punk rock shows in Cleveland, and I grew up in that scene, uh, uh, playing in bands type of style with music and. Um, eventually moving to New York and living there for some time. But I think everything is kind of connected when I was back. If I, I hadn't been, been working with this band with the Cleveland and the friends that I went to school with and starting these bands. And when I, you know, I could really connect the line by going from there and then moving to New York and having a band and then meeting somebody um, who was the A&R person at a, a record label who was Part of several tours, but uh, he heard of me from the band that I was in from Cleveland. Uh, so it's, it's pretty bizarre. Um, when I look back and see how everything worked out, um, I never imagined it would be that way. But um, it's, it's quite a big change, you know. I haven't been living in the U.S. for, for almost uh, 17 years. Right. So I've seen a lot change. Um, when I go back uh, to the U.S., it's a lot of every aspect. Um, I enjoy living here. You know, it's definitely become uh, second home. Now, you guys, uh, Sepultura as a band has been together for 30 years. This, you know, 2014 is the 30-year anniversary of Sepultura, and you guys have, you know, influenced a lot of bands on, on your, you know, throughout over the years. What's that like? You know, hearing bands saying, you know, they've been influenced by Sepultura. Oh, it's great, man. It's a, it's a great honor, you know, especially um, when you admire the person's music as well. Um, there's a lot of artists I've met who I've been a big fan and they've been a big inspiration. So it's great when you can inspire each other you know, as artists, as musicians. It's an incredible feeling. All right, well, I want to, you know, thank you for, you know, speaking with us um, and uh, looking forward to seeing you when you guys make it back to the States. Um and I uh, wish you good luck on the upcoming tour and with the new album. All right, man. Thank you very much for the interview. Thank you. All right, I'd like to thank Derek for taking the time to talk to us. Again, the album's called Sepultura and Les Tambors du Bronx, Metal Veins, Alive in Rock and Rio, and it's available now. That wraps up this episode of Iron City Rocks. I'd like to thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions or comments, please drop us a line at ironcityrocks at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ironcityrocks. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash ironcityrocks. And check out our Instagram, instagram.com forward slash ironcityrocks. Also, check out our main website, ironcityrocks.com. Till next time, thanks for listening. (laughs) 